You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Kevin. And this is Mike. We're finally back, and we believe that you can hear us, and we're pretty sure we can hear you. Well, we could hear the introduction. That's, That's a good true. start. That was a nice, that was a step. Better than we did last week. Oh, no, it wasn't last week. Last week, we were drinking beer and watching before, football. Right. This week before Two that. weeks before. Right. And, and that was worth missing the, the show. It was for. an was awesome a, game. It was, a, it, was a, it was official. It was official? It was official because it had the Patriots in it. Oh, okay. If that's what you believe. <laughs> well, in this century, that's what officially means. I see. Okay. All right. Well, it was a great game. I don't care who won. It was just a great game. But enough with games. We need to get on with what we're supposed to be doing. Right. So what are we supposed to be doing? Well, I don't know. Talking about trucks and tires mostly. Oh, okay. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, shall we mention the school? We should mention that we are in our new studio. Yes, we are. Uh, with new computer that actually hears Works. everything and tells us everything. Yeah. And it's the new studio is actually in the new classroom. Which we're going to start doing classes in April. Right. It's through Des Moines Area Community College. Right. And it's a three-week-long, 63-hour course on why tires wear funny, why trucks handle bad, and how do you fix it. Yes. Three different weeks. Yep. Three different weeks. First right. week is on... Alignment-related issues. Yep. Second week is on mechanical and issues. Non-alignment-related. Well, the third one is on operational issues. Operational issues. Okay. So we have three different areas we'll be looking at, mm -hmm. and we're consolidating basically 50 years of my experience into one uh, three-week class to try and anybody who really wants to get ahead of the program, this is what it's for. There'll be a maximum of 12 people in the class. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can take the three weeks all at one shot, or if you want to take a week now and then six or eight months later, take another week and then take another week after that, that's fine. You could break it out as it fills into your schedule. Right. But it's designed to make you a real expert on truck tire wear and handling issues. Right. <clears throat> okay. So that's our advertisement for today. That's a, yes, it will be very good. And we're getting ready for the match show the end of next month. We are. We will be there. That's six weeks away. Yep. And it looks like we're going to start doing some of this uh, question and answer stuff on the Dave Nemo show. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, we're negotiating with them about what day. Right now, it looks like it'll be a half-hour program um, early in the morning, like you know, 6 to 7 o'clock in the morning central time. So you'll be doing it. I will be doing it, yes. Uh, unless I happen to get stuck on the road, but the plan is it's Mike Beckett on the air, not Kevin Beckett, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but it's just once a month to start with to see what kind of audience we get and, uh, and, and stuff like that. So we're, we're excited about opportunities coming up here. Okay. Yes, we are. Yes, there's we are. There's lots of good things happening. Now we got people hanging on the line and we've been waiting two weeks to get some answers. So why don't we start with 906 area code? All right. 906. Any guess where that is? I, I do. I just don't. Oh, come on. Um, you can guess. 
New Mexico. Michigan. Well, I was close. <laughs> Alphabetically, you were close. <laughs> and next to M. Come on, push the button. Let's talk to that guy. Hello, uh, Michigan. How are you doing? Yes, I am a Uber. I'm proud of it. <laughs> yes, alrighty. And what's up? Well, I got a couple questions. We'll start with uh, actually about uh, steer drives and trailer tires. I just bought okay. a used uh, 2015 Cascadia Evolution. Um, okay. It came with brand new Michelin uh, X Series steer tires. Okay. And first thing I did, it had 298,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I did is I went and got an alignment. Okay. Just to double check everything was good since I had all brand new tires. And um, right after the alignment, it was going pretty good down the road. So then after the alignment, it started pulling to the right. <laughs> oh, wait, now wait a minute, so, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What kind of equipment did they use to do the alignment? I'm I'm not sure. I took it to uh, a very reputable spring shop in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Well, I know then that it wasn't an MD shop because we don't have one in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, right. So he used a hunter beeline or something like that. Okay. And he gave you a printout that showed what the alignment was? Yeah, he actually did. Um, I've, no, I've dealt with the guy for 20 years, never had an issue. But anyway, okay, that's fine. what happened? What happened is I I had to do a cross-country trip from Allentown to Seattle, and I noticed right away it was pulling to the right. I called him up. He said, I can't get you back in today. He says, as soon as you get back, we'll stick it back on the machine. We'll, we'll see what the problem is. Got so it. I got back. We, we stuck it on the machine and uh, took it for a test ride. It did the exact same thing. Yeah. He says it is dead on. He says uh-huh. he thinks it's the tires. He thinks it's the tires. So oh, okay. he suggested I break down the tires and cross cross you know the directional. So we we spun them around and switched them to the other side. And now mm-hmm. I'm headed back out to the to the west coast. And believe it or not, it's going down the road straight now. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? <laughs> not a whole lot, but that's okay. There's weirder things that have happened. If you wrote, if you you have to swap them on the rim, but change the direction of them so that when you change sides, they're still directional. That's what right. they did. Right. If it had a That's pull in the tire, re- it would still go the and same way. And rebalanced them. Initially, well, it, it wasn't. It, initially, it was pulling to the right, but I'm about two thousand miles into my trip, and it's going down the road straight as an arrow now. Okay, if there was a belt issue in a tire, in other words, every time the tire rolled around, there was one spot in the tire that was harder or softer than the rest of the roundness of the tire, and every time it hit that, it made the tire want to jerk a little bit, okay? It could make you jerk to the right if it was the right front tire. If you put that tire on the left front tire, then it's going to try and make you jerk a little to the left. And if it's simply pulling against the crown of the road, it's gone. If that's what it is. Now, now okay. can I ask can I, uh, our guide on how straight a truck drives is uh, you're driving down the road, right hand lane, 60 miles an hour, no, no side wind. And if you release the steering wheel, 
it should take three seconds or more. Two to three seconds. Before the tire, the right tire gets to the white line. And now how bad of a pull was it? What's that? It was it was one to two seconds it used to go off off the side. Now it's three seconds or more. Okay, good. You're 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 balanced. You you I can't argue with the results. Nope. It did what you expect what he hoped it would do. Do we often run into that kind of a problem? No. But you had it, you got it fixed, it's all good. Glad to hear it. If it comes back. Okay, okay, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, if it comes back, it's time to maybe look for different answers. Okay. At two two thousand miles you may be fine, but if at five thousand miles the pool comes back again, we may be dealing with another problem. Okay. Now the drives, they were new caps, and they're they're Michelin Energy Series, but the tread depth didn't look as deep as it should have been. Now I've got twenty thousand, I got twenty thousand miles on these tires, and they're down to four thirty seconds in the middle. Now uh, is this duels or wide super singles? They're duels. Duels. And you got 20,000 miles on them and there's no tread in the middle? There's, it's down to about 430 seconds at the, at the lowest point. Uh, but the and outsides are very – the outsides are, I think, about eight. Okay. Well, even at that, at 40,000 miles on a drive tire. 20,000. 20,000. At 20,000 miles on a drive tire. You should still have. You should have maybe gone through one thirty second of your. You should have been eighteen to start. At most, you should have gone through two thirty seconds. Right. Uh, right. But you didn't. Eighteen to start. You didn't measure them when you started, so you know how deep they were. Right. I did. I did not do that. I looked at them. They had the little nubs around the edges. You could tell they were new retreads. I mean, is there is is that like a thing where a dealer will put cheap retreads on? Well, cheap retread isn't going to do that. (laughs) Yes. Would a dealer put cheap retreads on to sell a truck? Have I ever seen that? Yes. Yes. Did that dealer do it? I don't know. Because I don't know how much tread was on it. Right. When you got the truck. I don't know how many miles were supposed to be on those tires when you got the truck. Okay? Oh, When when I I got the truck, they were brand new. You could tell they had... You know, on the, on, the, on the tread, it'll have like a fine ridge line from the mold that you could tell it's fresh. Yep. It, it had these marks on there. It, it was a fresh tire. But even when I looked at it, I never measured it. It looked like the center of the tread was not was less shallow, a lot more shallow than the outside of the tire. Okay, let's talk about something else on a retread. Every okay. time they retread a tire... They have to put a patch on the side of the tire that shows the DOT numbering, which identifies when the tire was recapped and stuff like that. Okay. So if the tires are capped once on the sidewall of the tire, there'll be one patch. If the tires are capped okay. twice, there'll be two patches. And if they're capped a third time, they'll have a third patch on them. I'm curious okay. how many patches are on those tires. That's first question. The second question, 
the original DOT number on the side of those tires that's stamped on one side or the other tire is the DOT number. And the last four numbers in the DOT number are the week and year the tire was built. I'm curious how old those drive tires actually are and how many times they've been capped. Right. Okay. This is all new for me. I've only ever put virgin tires on. And the only reason right. I'm running them is because they were new, and I figure, oh, I'll give it a shot. But I am going to switch switch to virgin tires. I was just wondering if I got a screwing from this dealer and I should never deal with them again, or this is just something that happened. Well, the screwing probably didn't come from the dealer. So let me tell you something okay. that I've seen major fleets do. Major fleets will run the original treaded tires on the truck, and then they'll recap them once and put them on trucks. And some of them will recap them a second time to put them on trucks. And the third time, they're going to be capped, and some fleets it's the second time. They put a real cheap thin cap on. They put them in the back room. And when they're trading in trucks, all of those trucks go to the dealer with these new-looking thin third cap casings because they're getting them out of their fleet because they don't want to run around their trucks. Okay. One other question. Is this every tire that looks like this? Yes. Okay. Okay. And, and do you know who the original fleet was that had this truck? No, I don't. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Uh, it, it is, it is, it is above a, a factory or a, a fleet spec truck. It's top end everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the inter- interior is way beyond the regular Cascadia. It, it's a decent, it was very well maintained. And how many miles are on it? Oh, it had like 298 when I bought it. 300,000. Right now it's got three, 319. Yeah, okay. All right. Very good. Well, I don't have any better answers for you, but those are the things that I would be looking for. Right. Well, I'm, sure I'm just trying to educate. Yeah. Sure. Right now, and that's the other question. The, the, the door sticker says the steers, it's a 13.3 front, front axle. It's saying to run the pressure at 123, and it's saying 110 on the drives. Does that make sense to you guys? Well, you should have 16-ply tires on the steer axle, which is load range H. You should run a minimum, and you should run a minimum. Door sticker is saying the minimum pressure required to carry that load. Okay? Now, if you've got a 120 tire on a steer, I recommend running 130. I want a little extra air. All right? Okay. Now let's look at the drives. They're saying 110 pounds on that drive tire, but at 110 pounds, that individual tire could carry 5,800 pounds of load. All right? which means your axle would be carrying 24,000 pounds of weight, right? Correct. But you could only carry 17,000 pounds of weight on that axle, right? Yes. Okay. So the maximum you could put on that tire would be 4,250 pounds. And according to the tire chart, that tire requires a minimum of 70 pounds to carry that load. Okay? Okay. Now... 100 pounds in your drive tires is a good number. It's more than what okay. it's required. 
It's more than what's required. 90 to 100 pounds back there tends to wear just fine. Everybody's good because you can't overload those. The ones we worry about are the steer tires because everybody runs their steer tires right at the maximum load that tire is capable of, and they tend to put the minimum air in, and you need about an extra 10 pounds. Right. Okay. All right. So I should realistically drop my drives down to about 100 and keep and run my steers at 130 because I I always run heavy and I'm running about 12.8 generally on the on the steer axle. Yes, and and look at it this way too. People say, well, I only run 12,000 pounds on my steer axle. Okay, that's great. And you determine how much weight you have on it when you're parked on a scale, right? Yeah. Correct. When you're driving down the road at 20, 30, 40, 50 miles an hour and you step on the brakes, how much weight's on your steer axle then? A lot more. And that's when the tires are working their hardest. They're trying to stop the truck because the brakes are engaged. The weight shifted up, and now they don't have enough air. Okay. Well, that makes total sense. Cool. As the vehicle's bouncing down the road, yep. it's changing a little yep. bit of the weight on that steer axle. Yep. All righty. Okay. One more yep. question, a trailer, and this is more of an ethical question or maybe even a legal question. I, I, don't, have any, I, don't, have any, I, I don't have any ethics, so there you go. <laughs> okay. We don't well, I just want to run it by. I want to get somebody's opinion on this. I, okay. bought, a, I bought a used trailer, 2006 Wabash, and uh 2008 Great Dane from a mid-sized carrier who had a lot of dedicated accounts, lost some dedicated accounts, and was overloaded to trailers. Okay. When I went, when I looked at when I looked at the trailers, they had brand new trailer tires and brand new rims on. I bought it right then and there, paid a deposit on it, went back two days later, picked up, had a driver pick up the trucks, the trailers. And got it back to the yard. They realized they put junk tires on all our, on all the wheels and, rim, and junk rims. Uh, I gotta ask a question. Yes. Did he give you a kiss? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you bought it as is. You bought it as is, as is, sitting in his lot. You gave him the money. You expected to be in the same condition with the same equipment when it was picked up. You got screwed. But so on, I took if, pictures, you, if you I took did, a picture of it, I absolutely have pictures when I when I looked at the pictures of all the axles in the trucks and they're time stated and stamped and stamped and that's when I put the deposit down. So as far as I'm concerned, I bought the truck as is at that moment. Uh, it sounds to me like you got a a, a a litigation action. You got grounds. Take it to somebody. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start by calling the. Uh, the salesperson from the from the trucking company tomorrow and start with that. If not, I think I'm going to go to the attorney general's office because Pennsylvania is pretty tough on stuff like that. Yeah, that that's a that's a you need a, at least a kiss with a deal like that. <laughs> a reach around. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. All thank right. you so much. I I got a little bit of an education tonight, and I appreciate it. Always glad to help. Have a good day. All right. Have fun. Thanks. Good luck. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I was. We got several questions in there. Yeah, that, was a, that was a lot going on. <clears throat> yeah, and and that took us twenty minutes. Right. So we only got forty <laughs> minutes to get through all these. Well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what happens. Four oh four. One here. That's four oh four. Any guess? Sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. All I remember is four one four. Georgia. It's Georgia. Okay. Georgia. The whole night through. Uh, that old sweet song keeps you Georgia. Can stop singing. Oh, I can quit singing. <laughs> Hello, Georgia. Hey there, Georgia. Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you just fine. Okay. Um, my question is, I've got a 2012 Mac that I bought yeah. back in August from a yeah. fairly fairly reputable truck dealer. Um, mm-hmm. Truck dealer. And just in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed a shake and shimmy that that has developed. Now, they put retreads on the drive axles, and the crazy mm-hmm. thing was they put three brand-new, three sets of retreads on, and then on one set, it was just like a, a a set of retreads that wasn't near, near as good a shape. And then they okay. looked like they put brand-new uh, brand steer tires on. But okay. uh, just, in the last, just in the last week or two, I've noticed that 69 miles an hour don't shake a bit. Mm-hmm. Slow down to about 65, 63, 62, you start getting a shake and shimmy. Um, what's the best way to trace that down? Is that in my tires? Is that uh, uh, – you got any ideas? Uh, well, when you're when – you're, I believe we're talking about a kingpin, but I'm not – My question is, when it starts shaking, do you feel it in the steering wheel or in your feet? Do not feel it in the steering wheel hardly at all. Okay. Um, it's in your feet. It almost like she, it, well, uh, I feel I feel it in the whole truck. Yes. I mean, but it'll, it, shake, but, it'll, it'll shake my passenger seat sometimes back and forth. Yes, but, but it's, not shaking, it's not shaking the steering wheel. Right. No. Okay, so it's a driveline vibration. Right. Okay? I think so. Okay. All right. Second question is, when it starts shaking... Do you have to be on the accelerator holding speed, or can you be decelerating or accelerating? Does it matter which way your speed is going when that happens? No. It's just okay. at certain speeds, it does it worse. Like between 60 and 65, um, it does it pretty bad. It doesn't matter if you're accelerating or if okay. you're decelerating. Okay, good. When it's shaking... Does it tend to shake a little bit and then kind of stop and then shake a little bit and kind of stop, or does it just shake? Um, depending on what speed you're at, it, it, well, yeah, it's still, I think you're right. I think it shakes a little bit and then stops and shakes a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yes. If it's shaking for like two, three seconds and then stopping for a second or two and then two, three seconds shake and then stop, that tells me that the shock absorber is stopping the vibration and then when the shock bleeds fluid off, it starts shaking again. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So that puts the, so. that puts the vibration source below the driveline. Yes, that puts the vibration source in the wheel end. Right. So the odds are you've got a tire that's out of balance. And it sounds like you already okay. said you had a bad tire. Now, these are all recaps, right? Uh, the, all the drive tires are, Yes. Okay, so it could be a recap that's out of balance, and you would automatically think it's one of the two that look the worst, but it could be one of the others. You don't know, okay? Right. So 
if I was trying to diagnose this, I would take it into a shop, jack up the rear end, put four jack stands where the U-bolts are and set the truck down on jack stands. I'd rotate the tires, take all the rocks out of the tires because they're going to come out anyway. And then I would run it up to speed on the jack stands and have somebody walking around and see which pair of wheels wants to jump up and down. What is it that you do for balance now? I bet they don't do anything for balance. So another possibility is to throw them hula hoops on there. Yeah, but but first let's see if we got a bad one. The odds are I'm going to tell you you're going to have to balance your tires. But maybe you only need to balance two of them to get rid of the shake. True. Okay. So most likely it's in two of the drive, t- drive tires and one of, them, one of those. Well, we don't know if it's two or four or six or eight. Or it could be one. Right. Right. could be one. We, but you're saying take it to a shop, jack it up, put the jack stands under each U-bolt. Yep. And then crank the truck and yep. go ahead and turn and it up, up a little bit and let them watch there. it. Run it up to speed up to 60, 60, 70 miles an hour. Now you're going to park it in the, in the, so you're aimed out of the bay if something stupid happens and comes off the stands, right? Or right at the yeah. service manager's office. Yeah, okay. Then the other thing you do is when you're done running it, you've got it up to speed, and they say, yeah, I can see the pair that are jumping over here. Okay, fine. Then you just come off of the throttle, and you let it coast down. Do not step on the brakes, because you've got a lot of torque back there. You step on the brakes, it's going to jump right off the jack stands. Oh, okay. So you just let it just, just slow down on its own. Just, just cruise down on its own. You could leave it in gear, let the let off of the throttle, and the, and the engine will slow it down. When it gets down to where it's just coasting a little bit, you can use easy brakes to bring it to a stop. But it's the easiest way to find out which one of those wheels back there is jumping. Right. Appreciate that. And it it will do, like, right? But it, it's, so it's probably tires and not, not sh- the shocks are trying to do their job, but it's probably not shocks. It's probably just the tires out of balance. Correct. The fact that it shakes and stops and shakes and stops on a two to three second cycle tells me the shocks are doing their job. And it also tells me that the shocks are involved in the vibration. Now, if it just shook and didn't have that cycle break, then I would be looking at driveline angles, universal joints, yokes, things like that. Right. Okay. And so that will shake for a pretty good, it does shake longer than, it will shake longer than three or five seconds. But does it have a cycle to it? Is it a cyclical shake, or does it just shake? It shakes for a pretty good bit, and then it quits, yes. It quits altogether, or it quits and then comes right back? It's just kind of a pause and then comes right back, yeah. Okay. All right, well, it's worth a try. It's the cheapest, easiest way to check, okay? You could also, there's also... There's also another thing underneath. If it, if it isn't balanced, it could still be bearings. But you are saying it shakes the whole truck in that room. I don't think it's bearings. I think it's either going to be this or it's going to be driveline angles. Yeah. And I'd rather it be this than driveline angles. Uh, yeah. If okay. you say driveline angles, you mean a, you, you're talking about a U-joint? Well, if the air ride height is wrong, then the angles are wrong. If you've got a carrier bearing going out or if you've got a universal joint yoke going bad, all of those things can yeah. cause shakes like this, too. But in a speed-specific range like you picked, the most common right. thing is balance. Right. Okay. I'll check that first. I sure do appreciate it. You bet you, buddy. Have a good yes. day. All right. Thank you. You bet. <clears throat> okay. So okay. there's another one down, and now we've got about a half hour left and several more calls to go. 416. 416. That's familiar. It is familiar. Um, um, oh, I know why it's familiar. 
Because it's Ohio. not in the United States. It's not in the United States. It's Canada. It's Canada. Canada. Toronto. Ontario, Canada. There we go. I'd well, maybe he's one of those Canadian vets. And wishes he was in Jamaica. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Push the button. All right. Hello, Canada. Hi, guys. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Uh, my truck, when I drive uh, slow or maybe up to 25, 30 miles, uh, mm-hmm. and I turn left, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a noise coming from the engine or the power steering or... Underneath your feet, there's a clunk. It goes thump, 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 thump. No, it's just a continuous uh, sound. Um, you know, kind of a, gri- I, a grinding noise? Yeah. Okay. Um... What year of truck do you have? Oh, three. And how many miles on it? That's About 900,000. Uh, I Way personally think, I, I think it's going to be a steering gearbox or a power steering pump. Okay. Uh, at one point, the power steering whined on both sides. But then it only started doing when I turned left. And what's the other thing you mentioned? Well, the the gear in the gearbox goes down when you turn one direction. It goes up when you turn the other direction. So if it's only doing it when you're turning one way, then the problem is in one half of the gearbox. Gearbox. The steering gearbox, does it sound like the noise is coming right out of the steering wheel? Uh, it seems to be coming from the right, and the steering box is on the left. I know where the steering oh. gearbox is. My question is, did the sound sound like it's coming out of the steering wheel, or does it sound like it's coming out of your dashboard? Uh, sounds like it's coming out of the steering wheel. Yeah, so I'm right back to looking at the gearbox. Yeah. This is this is not an alignment issue. I don't think it's cane pins or anything, but you need to have somebody take a look at your steering gearbox. Yeah, at almost 900,000 okay. miles, 14 years old. It yeah, at that mileage, the gearbox doesn't do you anything anyway. Right. Time to take a look at that thing. The, the gearbox, you mean the steering? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Now, uh, can I ask you about the King Ping? What, what is it? What does it do? I hear a lot about the King Ping in the wheel. Okay, behind like the steering wheel. Yes, behind the steering wheel on the spindle is a large round steel pin that the spindle turns on. It's attached to the axle, and the spindle actually pivots on it. That's called the King Pin. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's, All right. About a, it, it's about an inch and a half in diameter, and it's about 12 inches long. All right. All right. I can name some other things about that size. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By the way, I was rooting for um, Atlanta on that game, and I was bumped out. 
Ah, it was a good I, game. I, I thought it was unfair. You know, it, it coin toss decides yeah. the, the winner. That's how we determine who's the best. And then you yeah. don't give the other team a chance to come back. I thought that yeah. was unfair. Yeah, that's been a complaint. Well, I guess the, the NFL rules are in overtime. If they score a touchdown, it's over. If they only get a field goal, then the other team has a chance to come back and match them or beat them. Uh, and it used to be that even if they got a field goal, it was over. Yeah. So they, the NFL rules are evolving. Yeah. But First guy that scores wins. This iteration of them, yeah, it still leaves it kind of unfair that Atlanta didn't get another shot. But it was an awesome game. Yep. And why do we have to toss a coin? Why, you know, a, a team plays one side on the first half, then on the second, the other side. Then why the toss a coin? Why not the team who played the one half on the first half, then play the next half on the other side. Another good question. Well, because they started started a new game after the regulation time was over, so they tossed a coin to see who got the ball first. Yeah. I'd almost rather see overtime start where regulation ended. But that's all. That's... That's the way the NFL set the rules up. And that's that's why they game. call it the NFL, the No Fun League. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay, buddy. Funny. Thank you. Yep. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. Okay, 7-1-6. Oh, we know. I know that one. That's New York. That's where all that paste piccani sauce comes from. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Hello, New York. It's not just New York. It's western New York. Yeah. Out there by the Buffalo. Did I lose you? I do have a couple questions, but I will try to make them quick for you. All right. Look about us. Okay. Okay. Shocks. How often are you supposed to replace them? When they fail. My personal okay. opinion is when the bushings are shot or when the thing leaks fluid right. or, when you, yeah. or when you pull it off the road and you put your hand on the bottom of the shock and it's stone cold right? because the shock should warm up as fluid's moving in it. Right. So, so if it doesn't get okay. hot and if it's leaking fluid uh-huh. and if the bushings are gone, put new ones on. Right. Yeah, they just lift up the hood and feeling it. After you've driven to see if it's warm or, or not, that's really that's as good of an indication as you need that it's working. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot uh, of background. No- we got a lot of we got a lot of background noise. Are you driving with the window open? <laughs> oh no, I'm just on a very very uh, poor quality headset as a backup because my primary one failed. So, okay, we'll, we'll get through uh, this then. What's your second question? Okay, kingpin. Uh, yep. How often would you recommend greasing him? And I'm aware that if you uh, lift up the front axle, that the grease gets in a lot better. How often would you recommend doing this? How often do you grease your truck? Uh, my truck, well, right now the truck I'm in gets greased up uh, every 30,000 miles. The truck Holy I'm going shit. into, yeah. The truck I'm going into, I was figuring every 10,000. 10,000 would be the max I would go. I like it about every 5,000 because there's nothing cheaper than grease. Okay. 
Alrighty then, because the company that I'm at now, I'm in a company truck at the moment, and they don't do a B service, which I kind of find to be odd. Uh, right. And I'm actually going to be getting my own truck. Uh, I'm, I'm going and I'm purchasing uh, my very first truck this week, uh, going to go pick it up, and uh, I'm real brutal about maintenance. I, I believe that a lot of maintenance makes a truck last a really long time, so... Considering I don't ever want to have to buy another one, I'd like to just go ahead and maintain this to the point where it gets good to go. Okay, then let me make a suggestion to you. Buy an automatic greasing system. There's a German one. I can't remember the name of it. There's also a grease jockey from an American company. It hooks up grease, desserts, lines to all of your stuff except your drive shaft and your steering column. And it automatically greases everything all the time. Hey, is that that thing where there's like a remote grease location, like right behind like the driver's steer axle? Yes. Kind yes. of thing. Yes. Okay. They cost a bit, but if you're going to keep the truck forever, it's the best investment you'll make to keep your maintenance down. Okay, and is that okay if I don't, because right now everything is kind of, is, the truck is brand new. Perfect. Uh, it's, a, it's a 2017 Cascadia glider. Yep, yep. Um, it's got Bridgestone R283 steers and M710 drives. That's fine. That's fine, that's good. Um, the plan is, because is I know the steers are going to wear out before the drives, and the plan is to replace them with uh, Michelin's. Well, you should get twice the life out of your drive tires that you get out of your steer tires. Okay? Well, the truck, I'm in, yeah, uh, the truck I'm in right now has 177,000 on it, and I'm on my third set of steers. But the first set wore out due to a bad alignment. Well, the, the steer tires for line haul trucks should get between 180 and 200,000 miles. The drive tires should get 350 to 400,000 miles. That's if everything is running okay. the way it should run. Okay. Time. All right, because uh, the, the goal that I had is I was trying to get between 150 to 200,000 out of the steers. That's a good, good target. That's a good target. Okay? Yes, sir. That's well, appreciate your time, and y'all have a great day. You do the same. Bye-bye. Well, from the get-go, right when you get in that thing, then pay attention to whether or not there's any feathering on those steers. Because if you ever notice any, that'll be the first indication those tires aren't going to last that long. I can't, I can't hear anything. We'll see you later. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, I didn't. I, I, I thought you all muted me already, so I was just kind of being no, quiet. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I'll be sure to have to bring it down to y'all in uh, Kansas City when I get a chance. Then. Good plan. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Okay. With that noise, I couldn't even hear you talking. Oh, I was fine. I could, well, I can hear you because you're loud. It was just <laughs> rattling. All right. Okay. Okay, uh, 320. 320, yeah. Minnesota. We go into Svetanali land. All right. Well, let's see what Minnesota's doing. Hello, Minnesota. You, you would be Hello. correct. I would be correct. <laughs> um, I'm wondering about 
tire monitoring systems if you know of any good ones. I love tire monitoring systems. A number of them. Pressure Pro makes a good one. Continental makes a good one if you can get them to put it on. Yeah, Continental. They're getting more and more locations that will put the Continental on. That's becoming more and more. But they're mainly going into fleets. But I love the Continental one. It's an internal one that attaches to the underside of the tread inside the tire. And it gives you actual internal temperatures and pressures. And uh, it, it's secure. It's inside the tire where you're not going to lose it. People aren't going to knock it off because it's attached to the valve stem. But the external ones are really basically plug and play. So you can screw them on where your valve cap is. It reads it. Some of them give you a temperature as well. So Pressure Pro makes a good one. Uh, Durand makes a decent one. Are there any you'd stay away from? Yes. Um, there's two or three, but I'm not going to mention their names. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we named the ones we liked. There you go. Okay, and then I had one other question. A few weeks ago, you guys were talking about Canter or Caster? Caster. Caster. Yeah, um, I, have a, I have a T660, and I took that half-inch block out a year or something ago already. Load and it I down. still have, correct, but I still have like a three- or four-inch block. I'm wondering if I could take those out as well. Well, if you take the blocks out... Those are just basically square blocks. They don't have any taper to them. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Then all you're doing is lowering the front end of your truck. You're not changing caster. And the lower you make it, the better chance you've got that when you hit a bump, you're going to bottom out your your, uh, shock absorber and damage the shock because they were designed to the correct length to handle the stroke that could occur with that block in place. Now you're going to take a block out and change everything. Okay? Okay. Yep. To change caster, you have to change the tapered wedges that fit between the leaf spring and the axle. Right. Then that, should, that makes your tire run leveler and it should ride a little bit smoother, correct? Yes. If you can get, are you going to try and do this caster adjustment yourself or have somebody else do it? I took them out completely. Okay, do you have a digital level, or could you get access to a digital level, the kind of things mechanics use to measure driveline angles? Yes, I could. Yeah, I have one. Okay, then you put that on top of the frame right by the engine, and it's in line with the frame, and you zero it. Then you set it on the spring pad of the axle where the U-bolts go through the axle, and whatever the difference is from when you measured on the frame to when you measured on the axle is the caster in the axle. Okay? Now, I would like that to read two degrees. So let's say you measure and you have five degrees. Then you want to find a couple of three-degree tapered wedges, and you put them in with a thick part to the front of the truck, one underneath each spring stack, when you set the truck down before you tighten the U-bolts, you put your level back on top, make sure it's zeroed on the frame, set it on the spring pad, and you read about two degrees of caster. Tighten your U-bolts back up, and you're all done. Okay, that sounds good. I appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. All right. Have a good night. You do the same. You too. Thank you. Okay. 
We got about sixteen minutes left, and we got we got a lot of questions. A few more calls. Six one three. Six one three. Six one three. Uh, that's that. That is not a real number, unless you live in Canada. Probably Canada. Back to Canada. All right. Well, I bet it's like Alberta or something. It's Ontario. Ontario. It's still Ontario. Still Ontario. It's Hello, Ontario. Ontario. Are you there? Yes, it's Can Ottawa you... all the way through to Belleville. Ottawa is that the, all right? Yeah, but yeah, okay. Ottawa to Bellevue. I, I got that pictured. So what's up? Got a couple of questions for you. First okay. of all, how much difference in tread depth between the front axle and the rear axle on your drives is going to give you a, a driveline angle problem where you're going to be wearing out your U-joints faster than you should? Okay, you're not going to wear out the U-joints faster. You're going to wear out the power divider faster. Okay. What happens okay, is that when all you the get, time or only when you're using it? Because I can't even use all the, the power all, divider. All the time. Because the power divider all jumps whenever you try to yes. use it. Yes, all the time. And, and the fact that the power divider jumps when you try to lock it in tells me you've already got damage in it. Okay? Okay. Now, okay. According to the factory, according to Meritor and Dana and Detroit Axles, you're supposed to be four thirty seconds or less between your front and your rears. But that's, a bunch of, that's the engineers. From practical experience, we know you can go up to 15 without any real problems. But when you go past 15 difference, the problems stack up real quick. Okay, yeah, because the back, the back, the back uh, axle is the tires are about three quarters wore out, and the boss mm-hmm. put a new set of tires on the front axle. And I told and that him that one, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I said it's, it's going to damage the driveline. Oh, no, and he can, no, he, can, he can find that in any of the manuals for the manufacturers of those axles. Right. Okay. All right, second question I have for you. He changed me out of that truck and put me in a different truck. Now, this truck here I just picked up, he put tires on it about a year ago. All right. matching recaps. All the same Good. casings. Good. On the left front set of drives, the right shoulder on both the left front drives is wearing. So the inside shoulder is closer to the frame? Yes, on both the, on yes. the left, left front, both yes. the inside shoulders are wearing. And the inside tire is much worse than the outside tire is? No, they're both about the same. Okay. If you put your hand on the tire and slide your hand back and forth across the tire like you're feeling for feathered wear in a steer tire, is there any feathered wear in those drive tires? Uh, there is a bit of feather wear in those that, that, that one set. Mm-hmm. Which way is it going now? Sharp going in, smooth coming out. Hang on a second. I'll go and rub it. Sure. Easiest thing to do. That way we know what you we're talking you. about. You betcha. It's better than talking to my wife, because then I never know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or that long time ago. Yes. <laughs> Actually, they, 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 they feel smooth all the way across. So it's smooth in and smooth out. Okay. Okay. That tells me... the individual blocks? The individual no, blocks not... look like they're lower on the outside than they are on the inside. If that makes okay. sense to you. Uh, they'll typically be taller in the front and shorter in the back as you're looking at the top of the tire. 
Okay. He may have them rotated. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. But there's definitely right. like a one. It's about a one inch section on the inside of both of those tires that is worn yep. out. Could that be a bearing adjustment problem? It could be bearings. That's why I was asking. If it was feathered wear, I'd say the axle's bent. But since there's no feathered wear, I'm looking at at, uh, wheel bearings, or it could be just axle flex. Now, what make a truck is this? It's an international. It's a 2009 ProStar. Okay. All right. Um, It it probably has Dana axles, but it might have Meritors. If it has Meritors, they're stamped to tell us how thick the housing is. But if it's just occurring in the left front wheel position and none of the other positions, I'd look at a wheel bearing. I really want to look at the wheel bearing. Okay. Yeah, that's number one. All right. And one last question for you. Balance or don't balance drive tires? I, I believe in balancing every tire. Okay. That's, not, that, that, that's my feeling. Most like people will do it. It goes inside the tire. Because the powder in the tire yeah. every time. Correct. I agree with that. Um, the argument, the people say, well, I don't need to balance drive tires because they don't need it. And then I ask them, do you drive a pickup truck? Well, yeah. Do you balance the drive tires on a pickup truck? Yeah. Why? Well, if I don't, it vibrates. Well, you only got two tires on your drive tires on your truck, on your pickup, but you got eight on the tractor. What do you think the vibration is going to do? Well, that, exactly. It's, it's going to cause irregular wear on the tires. And the vibration in the truck that's hard on the driver, the seat, oh, the yeah. batteries, the lights, the mirrors, and everything else. Like, I would love to take my boss, and I would love to hook him up to a seat in a washing machine. And unbalance yes. the washing machine and make him sit in that seat for eight hours a day. Take him out they in your truck. They just and, don't get it. Take him out in your truck in the passenger seat, but don't put any air in the seat. Oh, yeah, rattle side to side, though. All the time. That'll fix him right up. That'll fix him right up. Okay? okay. But, you, but you, you know, these bosses are so tight with the money, it's like, oh, well, that's just a minor thing. Just drive it. Just drive it. Just drive it. When we balance, when we go into fleets that do the maintenance we recommend, and they balance tires on some of the trucks, and they don't balance tires on the other trucks, the balanced tires average between 15 and 20% more life. Right. Yeah. Now you figure with the tire cross. Exactly, it's cheaper than balance. As far and then when you're talking about a service manager, his whole job is to be saving money on those on on maintenance. Right. This is the one area exactly. of the tires where you can have the largest effect. But they don't believe it works, so they won't do it. Yeah. Well, keep like I, I had my own truck and I balanced my tires and I got four hundred thousand miles out of my oh, tires. On the drives. Sure. That's Should be able to. That's what we can but do. I don't That's... drive like an idiot off the road in the middle of the summer when the when it's 95 or 100 degrees out. I back it off yep. at 57 miles an hour because I yep. don't want to wear those tires out. They're expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, buddy. All right. You have a good day. I'll talk to the boss. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. 917. Two more calls. We're coming. back to New York. Back to New York. Back Welcome to, to New, New York. York. Let's see what New York has. All right. New York City. Hello there. Hello there. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. We're good. What's up? Hey, I uh, got a question. I had my truck in at uh, Modlin International out in Daytona here. I had an alignment done two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, 
truck was initially, in, truck was initially pulling to the right, going in. Mm-hmm. Um, came back out. It is still pulling to the right. I'm, I'm driving mm-hmm. on the road right now. If I let go of the steering wheel, within one to two seconds, it's about to go off the road. Were the um, tires on the steer axle worn before the alignment was done? No, they're all brand new tires. I did all uh, 10 tires at the beginning of this year. After I did the tires, then I noticed the truck start pulling a little bit to the right. So I figured, let me address this before we start getting some tire wear. So there is no irregular tire wear that's visible on the tires I'm right now. Okay, but, but the tires had some miles on them before the alignment was done. Or how long? Um, yeah, maybe around about 8,000 miles on them, yes. Okay, then before we jump at anything, let's do what the original caller did tonight. Take it into somebody, have him unbutton the front rims, switch the rims side to side, tires and all, and go drive it and see what it does. Yeah, just get the, get the tires out of the condition they're in. Okay. Well, they told me to bring it back in in the morning for them to look yeah. at it back again because um, they told me uh, I have an uh, off-market steering wheel, and uh, they told me it was worn. It was, it was moving a little bit. So they said to address that problem first and then bring it back uh, so they can look at it. I, I would, when you go back there, or if you uh-huh. want to stop it someplace before then, just rotate the tires first, do a test drive before you do anything else in the alignment. Let's see what the tires are doing. Okay. Okay. But it, All yeah, right. But okay, if they're, they're going to recheck, if Modlin's going to recheck it for free, then just let them recheck. Well, I, I would still recheck. Yeah, it works. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll probably suggest that to them in the morning when I go in there. Perfect. I tell them I spoke to you guys, and, and you said that, so um, I'll do that, and I'll follow up with you guys that you know how that turned out. Thank you. Perfect. Thank, Thank you very much. Excellent. Okay, now this next one that has a question, Yes. I don't recognize that phone number anywhere. No, it's definitely international. 11-64-788. Well, looking at is the two ones at the beginning of the international code, and then it's 647. So what's 647? And then 8836, I don't know. Let's find out. Where they, maybe this guy's calling from Jamaica. Could be. That would be cool. Hello, Jamaica. Good evening. Good yeah, evening. Uh, Jamaica, all right. Yeah, it's a warm out here. But, um, <laughs> I don't know what your caller ID shows. It's really a weird number for us. Yeah, actually, it's uh, on on Ontario cell phone. You're in Ontario. Another c- c- Canadian. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What's up? <clears throat> the left steer is wearing all the way around on the furthest inside rib, closest to the frame. And it's yes. not cupping. It's just even all the way around. Right, right. And, and it's, about, it's about two or three 30 seconds lower just on that one rib than what it is on the rest of, the, of that tire. Okay. Does your truck have a right pull? Yeah, it does. Does it want to follow cracks in the road and hunt just a little bit? Um, I don't really notice because it doesn't matter how the truck is aligned. If, it's, if there's any cracks, it, it seems like it always kind of rides, rides in there. You know, like it seems okay. like it always kind of following the cracks. Like if you were to drop off of a, a little 
shoulder, a little, you know, half inch tall shoulder in the in between lanes or to try to leap away? You know what? No, no. I, I notice it's just like a steady right. Just okay, like right. a steady okay. right hold. I, I notice even uh, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. A, a, another important detail that might help you is even when I go in the left lane in the middle of the night where there's nobody around, uh, mm-hmm. even when I'm in the left lane and, and the uh, the uh, crown of the road is to the left, it still goes the right. Truck still, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, that's, we expect that. The, set, the third item that I would wonder, does the truck have a shimmy in the steering wheel somewhere between, and I'm trying to remember it, in uh, kilometers, um, between no. 65 and no. 75 kilometers an hour. No. No shimmies. Okay. No. Okay, now. Well, the, question, the last question that I've got then, or the only question I've got then, is is this, a, is this a regional tire or is this a highway tire? It's a highway tire. It's a Yokohama RY617. Okay, that's a good tire. Right. Now, have you felt the tire to see if there's any feathered wear on the tire? Yeah, only, uh, yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, you can actually see it, and uh, but it's only closer to to where that one rip is wearing out. Yeah, you know what, like pretty much, yeah, it, it has feather wear. So yeah, it's it sharp does. as your hand goes in toward the frame and smooth as your hand comes out. Yeah, but it's not horrible, but it's bad enough where you could see it. Right, okay. And there's no feathered wear on the right front tire. No, no. Okay. What you have is you have a slight toe-out condition in the front end of your truck, just very slight, maybe maybe a 32nd or 16th of an inch of toe-out, and the truck is being pushed to the right by the drive axles because they're not set where I would like them. And because of the toe-out condition, the right front tire, because its toe-out is going right, so it's happy, and all the drag is occurring in the left front tire. It's a really common condition. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's, you, need, that's, uh, uh-huh. you need a good alignment. Yeah, the tone needs to be right, and okay. the drive axis needs to be straight. Oh, okay. that's a very yeah, that's, that's a very that's a very classic condition. We see that all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. All right. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very Not much. Not a problem, and, buddy. Uh, you guys have a yeah. You have a good evening. Thank you. You do the same. Good luck to you. Bye bye. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. We made it, Kevin. We did. We got through all the questions and all the comments. Nobody threw any potatoes or, or fruit at us. Uh-huh. And we got like a minute left. I'm going to call it early. Yeah. We get extra time off. So early, yeah. We thank you folks oh, for listening. With that whole minute. Look forward to bulletins from us on when we're going to be starting on the Dave Nemo Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook on MD Alignment Service, Inc. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, have yourselves a great week. We will chat at you later. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to all those. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't forget the flowers. Oh, we got a. Oh, no. no. Never mind. Right. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.